All right, welcome back to the Wagon Whip Podcast, everybody. A special episode for you guys. Uh, I've got my three friends uh, from our golf trip to Pinehurst on the podcast. No one really cares about the PGA Tour right now. We just could, could, could you call us friends? Yeah, I did call you friends. I did. I did. So okay. fair, fair you, enough. You can you can call me an acquaintance. At <laughs> <laughs> best, at best, fair enough. Uh, so we've got a couple of voices you guys have heard. This is no Scotty. There's no Emily. Although Emily is, is uh, wandering around Thanks, right now. Oh, I'm in the background. She, she wants to be on the podcast really bad. I just deny it. It's bad. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. A uh, lot of sensitive topics here. Anyways, a little, a little risque. So, yeah, we're hanging out. Uh, Emily's around the kitchen. I'm just talking on uh, on my computer, and everybody else is all over the country. Ryan's on Mars or Richmond, uh, Virginia, wherever. And uh, and then we've got Mike up in Boston and, and uh, Brian in Connecticut, the dentist. Greetings. Brian, say Thank hello. Thank you. Yeah. First time, long time. Re- really happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks. That's Mike. <laughs> Good to have you guys on. Welcome. You, you, uh, you guys ready to go or what? Sure. Are you going to say our names after each of us says something? Are you going to like say, that was Mike, that was Ryan? <laughs> I'm going to try to do it at the beginning. I guess that's what I just did. Right. This is a legit podcast right now. What it, it's a legit happening? podcast. This is happening. It's recording. So Mike and Brian, I met uh, when I was a little, we grew up together, right? We've known each other since we were four or five years old. Great buddies. This was our, our first four golf five. trip together. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Ryan, uh, Ryan Farrell, who we met uh, while we were painting in the summers in Connecticut in college. Great, uh, we, we, we're painting schools in Glastonbury. Mm. No, everyone needs to kind of know how we met. Why, why not? Uh, by the way, let's talk about that for a second. Greatest summer job ever. We painted, I think, one hallway per summer, give or take. Oh, it was the best mm. hallway that, that town's ever seen. <laughs> no one's ever seen a hallway painted that good. No one has. Tremendous. Mm. No, we did nothing at work for about four years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really nice. Got paid to do it. Yep. Yep. Ten dollars an hour, something like that. The band practice after. Anyways, let's get into it. Uh, so we all went to Pinehurst uh, a couple weeks ago. What a trip! Ryan actually, Ryan did make the plans here. He did hook this up. Uh, so uh, very grateful, Ryan. Thank you for doing that. Thanks for getting it started. Thank you, Ryan. Great organizer. <laughs> Great organizer. Huge. Organizer. Really the best. Really, really made made it happen all all around. All around. Great Thanks, organizer. guys. All right, and I'll leave. Up All right, right. No, have a good night, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, look, the uh, the Pinehurst trip is a great one. You, I mean, you you want to do a stay? Uh, we're going to talk about the itinerary first of all. Uh, you want to do a, a stay and play there for at least a night because you're going to get a better rate on on the famous courses, which is two and four right now. Pinehurst number eight. Uh, also a great course. There's a ton of courses in this whole area. So we, we Ryan made the, uh, did some research and, and we decided to play a couple courses on Pinehurst, 36 holes on a Friday. And then we, we played 36 holes on a Saturday in a course nearby called Dormy Club. And then on Sunday, on the way out of town, we, we played 18 in a very fun golf course called Tobacco Road. Great time there. We were very tired by that point. 
but uh, I, I highly, highly recommend it. A trip I haven't, I've never really played golf like that in terms of no real rough, kind of just waste area stuff. And, uh, you know, so practice your, practice your fairway bunkers if you're planning on heading out of there. You know, it's not that expensive if you're coming from the East Coast, uh, especially if you go this time of year, like in March. We, we, we booked this just before the, uh, the busy season, if you will. I mean, we stayed on, on property for one night, and then we did, a, we did an Airbnb after that. What did you guys think about the, uh, the initial uh, arrival on property? The Holly Inn, I believe, is where we stayed. Very, very charming little quaint place. Uh, very charming, very charming. Well, I'll tell you, the Holly Inn, the original uh, hotel on, on premises, um, was really nice, accommodating, and especially the, the, uh, the breakfast was surprisingly good. Uh, I thought, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, the, the quality of the food was just uh, really, really just, um, really just primed us up for, for a nice, uh, 36 on Friday. Mm -hmm. I mean, I couldn't believe how, how perfectly crisp the bacon is, but, um, you know, I think we should discuss how Steve, you know, barely made it to that breakfast and barely <laughs> made it to that, that first, that first tea time uh, that morning. He did have some problems getting, getting to, uh, the round on, on Friday there. Let's go talk about Thursday first. So on Thursday, we rolled in uh, all different kind of hours to the course, checked in, dropped our bags. Uh, we went to play the, the par three course there called the Cradle, which is kind of new. Great vibes on this course, by the way. So it's, I highly recommend it. You gotta, if you're going to go, you got to play it at some point. Um, you know, kind of music playing out of the, uh, out of the pines somewhere. They've got like hidden speakers kind of, you know, music playing around. So that gives it kind of relaxed vibe. They've got this little bus looking hut thing for, for drinks on uh, after one of the holes and la you know, Adirondack. Steve, it's, it's, it. it's, it's called the pine cone. <laughs> it was right. It's, the pine cone's the name of the bar. That's right. The pine cone. <laughs> what do we have to drink at the pine cone? What did we discover there? Uh, oh man. Oh, the oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so. We just at the at the pine cone. We we discover the only. I think one of the only IPAs they had on on. Uh, it wasn't on tap, but in, in a can there was. I think it was a man in law man of law beer by Southern Pine Brewing Company. And really uh, nice beer. Yeah. Really nice beer. Uh, Ryan just refused to call it uh, man of law. It was just lawman the entire weekend. I think he pissed off the entire staff. The pine hush, but it was great. I liked it. Lawman's. That's what it was. The lawman. The lawman. All weekend. A couple lawmans at the uh, at the turn of the nine-hole par three course on the cradle, which is not really a turn, but they were um, at the uh, what was the name of it? the pine cone, Ryan? Is that what, that was the bar name? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> great. Great. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we had a ton of fun there. You can play it as much as you want once you play it too. So the guys that showed up early, we should also mention there's a whole other foursome on this trip or threesome it turned out to be, which was, uh, uh Ryan's brother, Tom, uh, and a couple of buddies uh, of theirs from Philly, uh, Bill and Nick, um, Tony Soprano. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we yeah. had a great, we yeah. had a great group. Uh, but anyways, they were playing this thing all day long. I think Tom played it like six times. 
uh, Brian, hated it. Brian, Brian hated it. We were hitting off mats, and you know, he was very, uh, he was very, he was very annoyed. He, I don't think he liked it. Dude, why, why are you talking about the cradle like this thing was a good idea? I mean, this thing is a, a fucking gimmick. <laughs> we're hitting off mats. <laughs> Um, you know, you're going to Piners. You're about to play one of the two best courses in the country, and they and we're starting off. And I don't hit a fucking full swing over 60 yards. I mean, <laughs> the warm up round. And on top of that, you, on top of I've that, got, you can't even hit up the fucking ground. I have I have two things to say to that, Brian. One, it's not called Pinehurst Number Two because it's the number two course in the country. That's just, you know, it's, they're, they're just numbered one through nine. Um, <laughs> I, two, I, I thought, I thought, I thought the cradle was phenomenal. It was incredibly fun. Sure. We caught it in transition season and they had mats down on the tees, but it was really fun. A lot of like inside a hundred drinking the whole time. Inside a hundred. They're all inside fucking 60. I mean, let me take a yeah. little swing. Wow. No, wow. What a curmudgeon. What a curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Brian, get off my get wrong. I like, I like the music. You know that some of the greens were cool. How they funneled in and they had those, you know. And uh, but I mean, fucking, you know, sixty yard holes. I mean, let me take a full swing for Christ's sake. And Tom, your brother, he couldn't get enough of it. I mean, he kept going back to this guy who's letting people out on the cradle. The guy basically laughed in his face every time. As if to say, you want to play this fucking piece of shit again? I can't believe it. <laughs> so I think... I mean, I it was okay. For, I think for folks coming out of town, especially following the winter, it's a very good warm-up. And especially for you three idiots, who I didn't see putt once within 20 yards of the green. Like, you should have been practicing your putting just off of the green. But all of especially you Steve. decided that you had to go 56-degree anywhere off of the fringe, which is incredible. Yeah, but you right, can't uh, tell me the greens, the greens on the cradle are not indicative of, of Pinehurst 2 or 4. I mean, completely different. Well, yeah, I don't know if you can expect that. But. Same exact. <laughs> exactly the same. They get the links of style. Ryan's right. He, he, uh, Ryan's, uh, Ryan's been to Bandon. He's, he's done an Ireland trip. He, he kind of knows what you got to do from off the greens. Yeah, you, you want to put the 60 degree away. I, I probably didn't do a good enough job of doing that. We should have been practicing that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, transition season. So I, I, uh, I, I, like, how Brian, I like Brian's opinions. I like him ripping on it a little bit. But at the same time, what are you going to do? It's, they, don't want, they don't want us, you know, chunking the shit out of the tee boxes in March. You know, they're not going to let us do that. So I thought it was a good time. I get that. My, my expectations were high. I, I thought I was going to hit a few full swings before before my, you know, the real rounds the next day. But I guess, you know, my expectations were a little bit high. That okay. being said, I had a good time. Um, I, I kind of agree with, with Brian a little bit. I mean, you know, the, the cradle is a, a fun time. It's it's definitely not what we'd call a par three. It's more like a pitch and putt. But, um, you know, it's, it was a good time. Yeah. I mean, they should have had a fucking put. They should have had a putting green with a clown's head spitting out fucking balls every time you hit. For Christ's sake, Jesus Christ! They did have lawmans, though. They they did have the lawman. Yeah, we discovered the lawman there, so that place is near and dear to our heart the whole week. That was the best part. That was the best part of the day, right there. Except for the, you know, when we went around again. We so we played nine holes, and then we we're about to play like three or four more holes, and then we saw that lady like closing up the pine cone. We almost killed her. 
Oh, you know, we're like, hey, let, let, wait a minute. You're not, you're not closing this thing up. We need about four more lawmen before we get the hell out of here. Uh, she was nice. Oh, did you give us our beer? No wonder you blacked out. You blacked exactly. out. That so that, yeah, this is what happened. Yeah, probably. I had, no, I had two beers in the course, Brad. I'm telling you, I was a lightweight. I don't know if you guys could hear me with your, uh, when you asked for the reactions to the Holly Inn, but um, very accommodation. It's a great place. Did not like you at all. They hated you. <laughs> they did, yeah. That's what they called hated security Steve. On you. But I didn't do anything. Called security, knocked on our door. <laughs> and I were staying in a totally different room, way down the hall. Not <laughs> you were you were three doors down. Man. So so to clarify, that first that that first night we were there, we went to dinner. Steve got completely hammered. Um, I was rooming with him. He came back to the room. Off of, off of two beers. <laughs> two See, beers. Seemingly, seemingly pretty two good IPAs and too. Little, two IPAs and a little karaoke. And this guy is, is falling down drunk when he gets back to the room. I was rooming with him. I was already in bed. I mean, I, we, we need to tell your nine listeners what happened that first night. Well, what pub did we go to? Dugan's? We went to Dugan's for dinner? Or was that we went, went to Dugan's Pub. That was fun. Yeah, right in Pioneer Center, which, which I don't know if you want to get into. Um, yeah, really nice uh, downtown area. Yeah, so we went to Dugan's first. A n- number of restaurants and bars. Yep, yep. Number of restaurants, number, number of choices there. Pioneer's Brewing Company looked amazing. We never made it there, but uh, if anyone goes back, make sure you make a reservation or at least stop in for some beers there. But anyways, we're at Dugan's Pub. I've had maybe a couple of lawmans on the, on the course. And then, honestly, I think I ordered two beers at dinner and then maybe two more beers for karaoke. I think I'm six beers in, and then I, for some reason, uh, couldn't handle my alcohol that night. So, uh, I mean, I was, I, was, I was dead asleep. You come back to the room. I hear you come in. You fall flat on your ass. Like, I, I can't believe you didn't, like, hit your head or, or break something. Finally get you in bed. Two hours later, you wake me up taking a piss. And then you come back into the bedroom area and you're climbing on top of me like you're ready to give me huh. business. I had to, <laughs> I had to push. Really weird. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Well, huh. yeah. That's, you know, they have seven beers. No, I, I think I just didn't eat anything. Uh, I've never, I don't think I've ever had that reaction after six beers. Uh, I can tell you that much. Sure, well, luckily, sure. uh, next next morning you made a, a solid recovery. I was I was worried about you. I didn't think you were going to make it out. You didn't think I was making it to four? I mean, you were struggling that morning, man. You couldn't even come down to breakfast. Yeah, yeah struggle city. I did make it down to breakfast. And the, by the way, I know the bacon was very crispy and good, but you guys missed the uh, the corned beef hash, which was also excellent. Um, so the, the breakfast huh. there you got to have. But yeah, I woke up. I had a all around pounding headache. That pounding headache turned into severe vomiting. And uh, after that, I hopped in the shower and just kind of rallied. Went downstairs, got got nice coffee and breakfast, and uh, met you guys in the sure. first tee, ripped one right down the middle. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Guys, well, I, I, would like, I would like to point one thing, potentially the highlight of the trip. So the, the – All right. So now we're back recording. Ryan, you were about to tell a story. Before we had some technical difficulties, what what, what were we gonna say? Uh, 
Um, I don't know. Where were we? What were we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about Steve's alcoholism. <laughs> right, 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 right. Interesting. Okay. Got it. Interesting case. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So what I was actually going to tell was not about Steve. It was about Mike, which was one of the highlights of um, the weekend. So we were at sure. du- we were at Dugan's downstairs. Myself, Mike, Steve, and Bill Toy. Uh, you know, kind of the guys who had a lot of fun the first night. Some of us, kind of the, were, the men of the trip, kind of <laughs> the men of the trip, and and some of us had, felt great the next morning. Some of us, like Steve, needed to be held to our room by hotel security. Um, but 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 the highlight, the highlight of the night was Steve, Bill, and I were over at the corner of the bar ordering a couple drinks. And we just hear somebody on the karaoke machine saying, who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? And we turn the corner and Mike is jamming the microphone in people's faces, screaming, who are you going to call? (laughs) Singing Ghostbusters, which was an incredible turn of events. He didn't didn't tell anybody. He just went, signed up quietly by himself and started singing. Oh, just, just snuck over in the corner. That, that's that's kind of one one of my go to karaoke jams. It's just it so good. An all time Mike D moment. It, like as Ryan said, none of us expected it or knew what he was doing. I mean, Ryan went to bed at like eight eight p.m. and that, which is why he had to deal with my drunk ass later in the night. But seven thirty asshole. <laughs> But yeah, so somewhere in the night, Mike just, you know, we're, we're listening to, you know, a bunch of people singing very bad karaoke and thinking we're going to wrap the, wrap the night up. And, and all of a sudden, Mike's angelic Ghostbuster voice comes over the microphone and we're like, who's mm. Ghostbuster? Ghostbusters right now. Turn over soon enough. It's Mike. Uh, yeah, just uh, getting everybody in the bar involved as well. Just a real Great karaoke jam. Very um, interactive. A real show. Really good time. Were people I also don't. Twitter. Oh, big out. time. <laughs> no, no. Every, everybody was loving it. And I, I also don't want to overlook Steve's karaoke game. Um, I forget, Steve, tell, tell the audience what song you were singing. I was singing a uh, real Carolina staple, Wagon Wheel by Darius Rucker, North Carolina. Oh. Yeah. Uh, right. Sure. So, sure. Okay. so the, the best part of Steve's performance is there was some blonde, blonde girl who was with like her husband or some group who ran up as soon as Steve started singing and all she wanted Steve to do was pass the mic over to her and he would not for a second. No, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> she wanted it bad. He wouldn't let her get a single word in. It was incredible. That's great. She, she, she was just itching for the mic. Oh yeah. Did you did you punch her? Did you fight her? No, no, no fighting. She just was she was singing with me, but kind of like she was she was wanting to, you know, for me to kind of like put the mic up in the middle, so it was sort of like a group chorus thing. And I just I wasn't having any of that. And I was basically right. Yeah, you're you're knew better. Right. Yeah. Well, if she had a good voice, I could hear I could hear out of my left ear. She was uh, squeaky and and not not really good at all really not not hitting her tone so i you know sure. i not have that you know it's, and, it looks bad on me right i'm not and, and i'll have your left my first night in piners i'm singing karaoke i'm not gonna have some amateur screw this up <laughs> right. and out of <laughs> your left you. heart you were saying that you weren't gonna let her sing 
That's probably that's probably why you got so hammered. You're you're frustrated. She was she was ruining your gig, and that's probably why you got mm. blackout drunk mm. that night. Maybe she slipped me and Mickey. That's probably what happened. She probably that's got an interesting off. angle. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Uh, all right, so that was Thursday night. Uh, a little bit of debauchery. Uh, we got a little, got after it a little bit, or some of us did. And then, then comes Friday morning. Uh, like we've already talked about, breakfast was amazing. Uh, Steve had to kind of man up and uh, get out there on the course. No warm up as usual. Uh, happy to report, no whiffs. No, no whiffs on the first tee, like stream song. Uh, that that didn't happen. And you know, I was a little dizzy, so that that was. I was already making progress on the first tee there. What would you, would you guys think? <laughs> I mean, four overall, I think, was a great course. Like, re- really playable. Great uh, great vistas, if you will. Yep. Um, the, the greens were tough, though. As, greens were super as, tough. As uh, Pinehurst tend, tends to be. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I thought it was yeah, a great... It was a great just overall uh, course to start on. Like, if you're going to go there and you want to play you know, the top, you know, three or four courses on the resort property. Number four and number two are definitely obviously the famous ones. Eight is also very good. We didn't play that. But four is definitely the one to start at. Gilhan's design just completely redone. Most people in the golf community know, maybe our, our 11 listeners don't know, but the, yeah, the course was redone, uh, I think last year and uh, they did a great job with it. It, it beautiful course but it's open off the tee so you're not gonna you know you're not gonna be into the trees and and kind of struggling when you start off so it's a great starting course Brian, what were your thoughts i like the design i like how it didn't have rough it had just you know waste on the uh you know if you were off the fairway you were in the waste um the greens were weren't quite grown in yet i think they replaced a lot of the greens one of the guys was saying yeah. Um, that was one of the major reconstructions, but so well, they weren't quite quite grown in yet. But it's early. Um, I liked it. I just played like complete ass, and uh, I well, was pissed. At I mean, first round of the season, you know, you, you can't expect too much. Yeah, we all did. Fun design, right? Right. You got any thoughts on four? Right guy was striping it. Was that when he shot his 85 or was that Piner's two? No, it was two. He got he just got warmed up. He just, hmm. you know he, he no, got I, yeah. up in the morning. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was warming up in the morning. I shot an 87, you know, a little subpar for me. Um, <laughs> Shut but the no, I, <laughs> first round of the year after having two kids, whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> no big deal. But yeah, uh, I love number four. I thought the layout was great. It was a very similar feel uh, to number two. But I also, I'm a huge fan um, of Stream Song Black. And it was the same course architect as that, who redid number four. Um, so relatively similar feel, but um, yeah, a, a nice course to ease into. Also, our four caddy Micah was phenomenal. Oh, Mike, 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 and I, Mike and I carried him over to our personal caddy in, in number two and then kick the shit out of Steve and Bry in the afternoon. <laughs> As <laughs> little, expected. Little foreshadowing there. <laughs> little yeah. for, no pun intended or intended. But yeah, Micah was a total beauty. What a guy. Great kid. Great, Great kid. Um, was He was hitting the vape on the course. I love that. <laughs> It, yeah, it, it, it knows the game really well. Yeah, we're, we're going to get him in trouble because actually I, I can see our podcast metrics and I have one listen from North Carolina and I only told one person about it and it was Mike. 
here's to Micah. Yeah, let's let's get him on next next episode. Micah, slide into the DMs and then we'll uh, we'll get you on. Mm. All right, so that was that was four. It was it was a great. I mean, the the seventeenth and eighteenth holes too. That par five uh, that was really probably the most memorable hole. I think of all of number four. The the eighteenth hole had a huge like uh, waste but real kind of bunker on the right side, very long and tall. I actually got a great picture of Ryan hitting out of that on the eighteenth hole. Good form. I, I we prefer- do need to bet. We do need to mention one thing about a waste bunker, which I believe was number four. Maybe, maybe you can correct me, but I think Bri <laughs> brought attention to this. Um, so there's Thank a par five with a huge waste bunker across the middle. My teammate, Mike, what a golfer he is. Um, <laughs> you know, he hits one about 230 off the tee and decides, decides to hit a, a gap wedge. Is this on number when four? He's, I think that was on number four, wasn't it? That was, that was number four, yeah. First, first round of the season, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So we've got about 260 to the green or so. and it Seems a little far. One, okay, let's go with it. 160 to carry this waste bunker. And Mike, <laughs> told, Mike is, you know, as, as good he, as he is around the tee and with the putter, and he'll stroke at 230 to 240 with the driver right down the middle every time. He's not the farthest hitter in the world. So he pulls the gap wedge, hits about 120 <laughs> right into this waste bunker. Friday. And, it had no chance, no chance and it was there. just everybody, everybody in our group, including the caddy, looked at each other thinking like, <laughs> what club was that? It was incredible. And Mike just answers, gap wedge. <laughs> I mean, this thing was 40 yards short of clearing the waste bunker. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I thought I had the distance, right? <laughs> first, you know, first round in the season, things were a little off. A little off. Mike, you couldn't hit a, a like gap wedge 160 if there was, like, nitroglycerin behind the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike you, could be DJ, you could be Dustin Johnson and not hit it that far. <laughs> like, it's just not – that's just not happening. It's not possible. <laughs> Uh, I was just hoping for the right distance in for my approach. <laughs> and, uh, things, things saw, it was a solid layup. Solid layup. He's like he's looking yeah, for I a mean, number. <laughs> I think Micah's. I think Micah's got to step up and say something and take take the club out of his hands. I think I put that partly on him. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Micah probably should have said something, but but we just had a four caddy, so he he had like four people to, to take care of. There, so that's, that's true. true. A, lot, was, a lot of responsibility there. Yeah, and he, he wasn't really making. Time he wasn't making club calls at that point. He was just figuring us out and watching where our drives went and that sort of stuff. That's true. True. That's true. But great guy. So we had a great time at number four in the morning, uh, went in for a quick little lunch and then the, you know, the big, the big time highlight of the trip playing Pioneers number two is the afternoon round. We had, uh, as usual, some troubles getting to the first tee there. Brian, I think, had to like change his pants. I don't know if there was if they were soiled or if he was too hot or too cold, but uh, he had to change his pants. So he was he was a little late. The caddies and the starter were a little perturbed there. I mean, I think I think I definitely well, went from pants to shorts. I mean, I think that was part of it. Also, I was trying to scarf scarf a quick lunch. Yeah, the lunch I mean, buffet. Was, yeah, a lot of inviting how items. How were you guys uh, waiting for me? 
Uh, good, uh, I don't know, five, ten minutes. Really? Like you guys had teed off and I was like five minutes after No, we, we hadn't teed off, but there were multiple groups on the tee. Well, and the caddy, and, and our caddy, our new caddy, Charlie, from the, uh, from the second round, was trying to empty your bag because it weighed like a thousand pounds. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I packed a shitload of balls. I mean, how many, how many balls did you guys lose last year at Stream Song? Probably more than we lost at more than I lost at Miners. I think that's that's actually a very good um, selling point of Pinehurst is because every fairway is lined with the pines, you don't lose any balls. Nothing. Like no, the balls, no. the balls hit the ball. pines and they drop straight down. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I packed but my ha- bag. Having having gonna... said that, Mike and Brian De Silva are the worst people in the world for a caddy. <laughs> they both have. What do you mean? They have like the original ping carry bag that is somehow 6,000 pounds. And they're also the slowest people in the world. Steve's not the fastest player, but he's not no. as slow as the De Silva's. Um, oh, come on. Don't put me in that. Uh, look, you don't, don't, know, yeah. don't open this can of worms because I could go down here. <laughs> this could be the rest of the call. <laughs> listen, listen I, won that, I won that bag. I won that bag in a safe grad tournament back in probably 2002. All right. And 2002, that, that, that safe grad, 2002. And I, it, and I packed this shitload of balls. So, you know, I had to empty a, a bunch of balls before I teed off. They had to put in a locker for me. I probably put 30 balls in there. And then, uh, kind of a lot of balls. And I fucking sliced it down the center. What do you want from me? <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you what. Um, There's just too many I'll, balls. That, that's all. So, well, there was also what, other the, stuff in there. It wasn't all, I mean, there was a lot of it was balls, but you had like three layers of clothing. I think, you know, there's winter stuff in there. I don't know what that's you, true. <laughs> a couple of dumbbells, you know, just in case you need <laughs> curls in between holes. You know, bologna sandwich. <laughs> bologna sandwich. Charlie was like, is this necessary? A couple of toys, but that's not neither here nor there. <laughs> Potentially the best move of, of the whole weekend, though, was, Mike and I had a nice little finish to uh, number four. We were playing some team matches mm-hmm. and then we doubled up, we doubled up the betting uh, heading into number two oh, and Stephen Bry, Stephen Bry, you know, they'll take any bet. Uh, even when, even when they're going to get their asses kicked, they took it and they got steamrolled. <laughs> I mean, I, I, oh, I, don't know I, I wasn't steamrolled. We were in it on the last hole. We'll get to the last hole, but, but I don't know. Well, <laughs> please do. I mean, I, I was in, <laughs> yeah, I was in struggle city, but, but right. You were just fucking on fire at Pioneer's number two. I mean, it was, I mean, you were killing it. Yeah. You, this guy was putting from off the green from like 85 feet to like three feet and two putting. And well, that's that's I, what I'm. That's what I I'm mean, saying. he knows guys, how to play Pinehurst. That was your problem, but also, I I think number uh, number four. I think I went uh, forty six, forty one, or something. Mm. So front nine, I played like shit, and then I started heating up, and then went straight into uh, just kept the heater going. Yeah, the heat was. Yeah, the I think heat it was coming, Sean. Yeah, and your yeah. driver was on, which which isn't isn't always your strong suit. I mean, you were ripping your drive straight, and you weren't spraying it. Oh, straight down the middle, baby. That when I if I if I can drive it straight, I'm I'm half decent. If I can, That's I'm my teammate. A piece of shit. Yeah, you guys. All right, you let's hammer that. You guys hammer that pretty pretty well the whole time too. I mean, Mike was as as we sure. said earlier. Mike's two twenty, 
straight down the middle. Oh, come on. Every time. 220. Give, give, me, give me a little more than that. All right, fine. 210. Give him those like, extra 10 yards. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just call it. Let's just call it two forty. <laughs> okay, two forty, two forty down the middle, straight, straight every time. Uh, I don't know what happened to Mike's score because Mike, you didn't score as well. But you I mean Mike doesn't I didn't score as well. No. Yeah, I mean you don't play as much golf as we do. I just said because he was hitting gap wedge from two sixty. Obviously, he's not going to score. <laughs> gap wedge from two sixty doesn't help. Um, you know, first round of the season. Yeah, I think your short game just kind of – the greens can eat you alive at Pinehurst, and they ate me alive really bad. I, uh, I also felt like it drove pretty well. I just couldn't – I couldn't make a three- or four-foot putt to save my life. So I had no, no two putts, mostly three putts, and uh, that yes. really ruined my day. Steve, I wouldn't say it was the, the greens that ate you alive. I think it was your short game. <laughs> it, was, it, well, it was. I also couldn't hit a bunker shot all week. Couldn't hit it. Oh my God! You got you got some bunker work to do, man. You got some real bunker work. To no, do. you know what? I took your advice, Bry, and when I got back, I I got a lot more steeper with the with the wedge and the bunker, and I'm thudding it out fine. I'm, and it almost made me more mad because I'm like, why the fuck couldn't I do this in Pinehurst? Just oh, small. dude, your plane your plane was so shallow. I mean, there's no no chance you get now. I mean, you skull it 50 yards over the green every time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm you're calling. practically. You're practically putting with the 60 degree in the trap. <laughs> interesting, interesting technique, Steve. Interesting technique. I'm gonna I'm gonna fly back to Connecticut for some lessons with Bry before uh, before right. the summer starts. I got you. Uh, but All right, anyways, just get your get your core plot on number 18. Well, yeah, I mean overall number two though another classic course, kind of very similar to number four. Gilhans tried to do. Who's, who's pushing the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I not supposed to do that? That's definitely a Silva. Yeah, there's no Mike's been on the pooper this entire podcast, everybody. No, it's not true. Oh my god, how's it smelling? It was just a pee. It was just a pee. I've heard that before. Anyways, uh, so number two. It was a lot like four and, and, and uh, it, you know, a lot of waste areas, a lot of pine needles, not a lot of trees, not a lot of lost balls, which makes it fun, but there's still a lot of risk reward on every hole and the greens are just treacherous. There's like quadrants of greens that you want to hit. Oh, the greens, greens were way harder. Greens were way harder. Way yeah, harder. I thought no, number two, number two, but obviously a lot more difficult, right? So you know your approach shots and, and the greens like if, if you miss your spots you're like you're, you're gonna get in trouble yeah you're whereas I, I feel like number two number four was a little more forgiving yeah absolutely um, around the green all the greens all the greens you're rolling off if you don't hit the center of the green you're rolling off I mean, yeah there's yeah. no way you're not keeping it on also i'm just and again a little I, go ahead right again to to the point that i made on the cradle I think one of the problems that you guys had that I didn't, not because I'm good, but because I just chose to putt everything, is you guys were trying to chip everything from just off of the green. If you just try and putt it and get it into the middle of the green, you'd be a lot more successful, like from right off the green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I got I got that towards the end, but I didn't I didn't pick up on that right away. You know, we, we, we got there. Look, anyways – Despite uh, what Ryan said, we, we battled back. Uh, we had a good good chance 
you know, mm. our match our match came down to like sixteen, seventeen. I think we kind of we went dormy on the match and then we pressed. Uh, it was a good effort. It, it was a good effort. Uh, and we'll get into that in a second. The uh, I'll, I'll say this too. Also, before we get into eighteen, the when you're going on a golf trip with with your buddies, for our listeners, just make sure you take the whole weekend off. We had another uh, lost soul on the trip. That uh, oh, was real tragic a, story. Real tragedy. It was supposed to be there uh, the whole trip, and then kind of probably seems like he he was you know saying, "Hey, I'm think I'm gonna go golfing with the guys later," and um, I think his I think his wife put put a kibosh on that, and he basically showed up for like one of the rounds all weekend and and didn't end up coming. Uh, for me on Friday, I I tried to pull a uh, work from home day, so I got like two phone calls from my boss on the first hole at Piners number two. Don't try to do that. It's a lot. You can't. Fun. You can't do that. You can't do it. So. You're just asking for a bad time. Well, yeah, I do. I distracted. I'd like to. I'd like to step in here as well. So I've I've done this trip for five years straight now, um, and there has been at least one person every year who pulled this same trick and did not take the Friday off and got stuck on a work call and missed either nine or 18 holes. And then they were like, what, what am I doing? Why didn't I just take the day off? Exactly. Absolutely. Take, absolutely. Take the day off. It, you just don't have to worry about anything. It's a lot more fun. Yeah. And that's why we got our, that's why we got our asses kicked because Steve was distracted for the first nine holes. That well, and he's a bad golfer. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and, and you got six, but, but aside from that, yeah. Yeah. And I was, yeah, I was skull fucking the ball out of the bunkers. The first two holes I, I hit it into the waste area, which most of the time you have, uh, you, you got a way out of the pine needles, but I was like right in a bush, like right behind a bush. So I, I, I was six, six right off the, the first. I will. Not a great start. I will say, I will say one thing about you, Steve. Regardless of what your game looks like, you will blame your caddy for everything, or uh, or maybe 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 the sand trap or something else. Oh, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm being pretty uh, self-deprecating here. I'm, I'm I I sucked. I I was out of the chapter oh. but I I will blame I will blame Charlie for eighteen when he told me right at. Mm, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, that's I'll incredible. We'll get that's incredible. We'll get into that. <laughs> so inside. It was what inside what four feet? Yeah, it was six feet. Four, five, five top. Five top. <laughs> maybe downhill. Maybe three and a half. Maybe yeah, three and a half. It was straight. It was straight downhill. So, anyways, all right. Let's let's get right to this because we're 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 leading something nobody knows about right now. But basically, what happened is, uh, I think our match came down to seventeen, and Brian and I were were down one coming into eighteen. So we pressed, so we were dormy on the match, and then we pressed the 18th hole. So we had basically double the money on the 18th hole. I think we lost the front nine to you guys. So we did 9, 9, 18. So we lost the front nine, but we were one back, we were dormy. We were one back, one back on the back nine and one back on the overall coming into 18, and we pressed it. So a lot of money on the 18th That's right. Uh, everybody, I think everybody, thousands, pretty good thousands price, of dollars, right? Thousands, <laughs> thousands of dollars, thousands. You, don't, you guys don't want to know how much. Uh, but we, I think we all had pretty good drives on 18, right? I know I striped mine. It was like one of the best drives I hit all day. And you guys were all, I mean, we were all, we all had a shot and an approach, right? And we were all in position for sure. Yeah, we were all in position. I can remember. Anyways, so, uh, 
Everybody else, it's a shitty second shot, except for me. I hit an amazing second shot. Uh, the gallery loved it. Ooh. People were clapping. It was Actually, one of the highlights of the weekend for me. I, I got to raise my hand. I got whistles out of out of the gallery of the Adirondack Bar on the 18th hole. Felt great. It was an unbelievable shot. Uh, really good atmosphere. Really good closing hole. Oh, a yeah, great. Club. I mean, the, fan, uh, and, the and and the, and the bar were, is right on the action. The it fans is. were following us up the the fairway. They were right behind us. They let the fans in. I mean, they were going nuts. <laughs> I actually, I actually, I got a new room mid eighteenth. <laughs> From a fan. First new new room ever at Pinehurst. For, yeah, first new room ever. It was tremendous. Everyone's talking about it. Uh, great new room from Rye, but anyways, so we, we roll up and, and, uh, I, you know, basically we're in, we're looking like in pretty good position. Uh, you know, Brian's feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. And I've got uh, a putt that's about somewhere between four and a half and six feet downhill. I stuck three, three feet, uh, three feet. You you hit a really good shot. I mean, I mean, the, the crowd. The crowd, aka the, the the bar, the the veranda bar, made some comments, made some moves and nods. I mean, it was a good shot. All right, yeah, it was good, but it was all for not. But anyway, so I get up to the hole, and uh, you know, I'm 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 waiting on everybody else to uh, finish out because obviously I'm closest. Um, and I think he thinks he's gonna get a birdie. Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought so. I think Br- Br- uh, Ryan, you hit a really good chipper putt and made a five. Right. And, uh, and then, um, yeah, so I, I was short of the green. I actually tried to putt up and then it came back to me mm. Ooh, I remember. And, I, and, and then I tucked it real tight and tapped in, but I would like to take this point, uh, or take this moment to make a point about your partner, Brian De Silva. Uh, and this is, <laughs> this goes for all the kids out there. So Brian, <laughs> Brian, may ask for more putts than I've ever heard anybody. <laughs> so if, Brian, if Brian's inside six feet, he feels like he deserves that that putt is given to him. <laughs> and if we gave that, if we gave that, if we gave that putt to Steve on 18, we lose, but we made Steve putt it out and then he'll tell you how it ended up. Well, you weren't going to give me the first putt. You're never going to give me the first putt, but the first putt, of course not. Uh, and these guys are making fun of me from try. So there was a there was a few like look a, a caddy's a caddy. You know they're they're usually very helpful. I, I like them. Charlie Charlie was pretty good most of the day. C- couple uh, blame the caddy. Couple yardages and green reads I don't like, but I'm gonna get into this. But the the, the last classic hole, classic Steve. <laughs> the last hole. <laughs> I'm looking straight at the six foot putt. It's like a little bit downhill. I'm I my literal words to Charlie our caddy is. Downhill, pretty straight, right? I don't see anything in this. He's like, yeah, uh, it's going to do a little bit right to left. I'd go right edge. So I putt this thing, and all I'm thinking to myself is hit this in the middle of the putter and make sure you start it on the right edge line. And all I pretty much got to do is get this thing started, and it's going to go in the hole. I do that. I hit it. It goes right over, half of the ball right over the right edge. Miss the birdie putt. Uh, oh. The crowd groans. Oh, and then uh, I have a. There was an audible groan from. There was an bar. audible groan when Steve yeah. missed the putt, and then and then I have about now I'm, I'm I'm not even recovering. I'm like so pissed that I missed that putt to end my round at Pioneer's number number two. It would have been a great putt and win a bunch of money for uh, Brian and myself. So now no, you would have pushed. You would you would have like pushed. 
basically. Well, we would have won the press. Yeah, right. We would have won the press and pushed the other two. So you're right. Yeah, we would have saved ourselves a lot of money. Anyways, I got three feet, two and a half, three feet coming back. And it definitely wasn't three feet, probably two and a half. But Ryan, uh, very uh, the gamesmanship in Ryan. So, well, you know what? That's to win the match. You, you got to make that. So I kind of take a swipe at it and lip it out. <laughs> so a nice solid three putt to end the round and uh, and lose a bunch of money. Sorry, Brian. The best, the best part of it was when we walked off the, the green, one of the spectators said, hey, did you guys make that birdie? <laughs> no, we bogey. <laughs> three putt. <laughs> no biggie. Uh, well, that, uh, that, horrible uh, way to end it, but it was a great day. That may have been the highlight when the guy asked. It was just, he was so demoralized. It was incredible. I might have whispered fucking Charlie under my breath, but, um, you know, mm. that's it. it yeah, he's blaming someone. Yeah. <laughs> Never looks at himself. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it was the girl who slipped a Mickey somewhere in my drink on Thursday night. It was Charlie messed up my putt on 18 on, on Friday. So, you know, I don't know. Anyways, uh, but we had a great day out there. It was, it, was, it was a real fun time. And maybe I'll go to another huge highlight of, of the Friday was the Adirondack bar behind 18. So all the, all the cheers and or groans that we heard for my antics on 18 were all coming from a very lively bar that is a huge, basically, North Carolina-style wraparound kind of porch that sits on the 18th green. And if you've any of you watched Pinehurst, uh, you know, in tournaments or anything, you know what we're talking about. This is this bar is electric, just absolutely electric, and everybody loves to watch people come up 18, and that's why you kind of you you literally feel like you have people, you know, a gallery watching you as you finish your round at Pinehurst number two. So it's a huge highlight of the trip. And I relish that relish that walk up 18 when you do it because you know as. A bu- as a bunch of hacks like we are like it's probably one of the only moments you're going to get like that and and you know on a golf trip like that and uh and anyway so we walk off and i i um you know proceed to uh try to uh, drink those uh blues away on the 18th hole we get that we get the transfusions flowing we're on the porch we're watching mm. people come up. uh bill um bill and nick are absolutely hammered um, but we proceeded to have a good time. What did you guys think about the uh, the after round, the after round uh, Adirondack bar stuff afterwards? I mean, that's yeah. that's when I that's when I discovered the transfusion. I'd never never heard of it until yeah. then. So that was that same was thing. Discovery. Real real welcome discovery. And like you, like you said, great layout. Um, you know, really good atmosphere. A lot, a lot of action. You know, you can kind of feel the buzz coming up eighteen. But he, even when you're when you're there, a lot, a lot of people, and uh, yeah, just just a really good spot. Yeah, I would say the the bar and deck is incredible. Um, we were doing a bunch of trans. Um, <laughs> bunch Bri, of trans. Bri, Bri, Bri was all over the trans population. He loved it. Yeah. Um, and but but at the same on the same level. Like you got to be ready for that crowd. You know, you co- you're coming up 18. You really don't hear a word from the peanut gallery all day, and then you're halfway up 18 in the afternoon, and you hear a bunch of noise and some cheers when you hit a good shot. So it's uh, it gets you going. Yeah, I mean, it really, it, it really is a, like a buzz. Like you're never gonna hear on on any 
regular public course. I mean, there's an audible buzz as you walk up the 18th. Uh, really makes you feel good until you fucking four putt from eight feet. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's deep. Oh, good point, turn, Brian. Let's not, good let's point. Not, let's not turn three putt into a four putt, right? Come on. Sorry about that. Pretty Wait, close, did, he, did he six putt? What was that? I think he did. <laughs> My I think he six putted. Might have been a seven or an eight putt. I also took some of the at the Adirondack bar. They were serving the uh, they were serving the uh, transfusions and and all the mixed drinks in a great like kind of plastic U.S. Amateur uh, cup or a Pinehurst cup that that's sort of like a free memorabilia, if you will, because uh, the U.S. Amateur is being played this year. I, I grabbed a couple of those. You guys get any of those? Did not. I'm not a theft. No. Yeah. Well, no. Um, thief. Yeah, I guess. Well, no. It's 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 like a it's like you have a paper cup. It's not like just it's not a glass that you return. It's like you know. Oh, okay. All right. But yeah, it was an electric atmosphere there. We had a great time. Uh, I think Bill drank the uh, drank the place out of alcohol. Um, Nick drank the entire resort out of Budweiser, and that's a true story. I believe the cart girl is like, "I have no more Budweiser. I've sold it all to you guys." <laughs> this, this is the group behind us. <laughs> I think uh, so. Bill's been on this trip a couple times. And Love Bill. Bill's a good guy. A great guy. Although he claimed he had sun poisoning. He he drank oh, no like, way. he drank like thirty five beers on Friday. Yeah, so Nick absolutely drank. He drank at least one cart out of Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> he drank 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 him out, and I, so I don't know Nick. Um, that's the first time I've met him. I can vouch for Bill Toy. Bill's been on a few of the trips with us, and he's phenomenal. Phenomenal, um, good guy, very good guy. You know sun poisoning or the cocktail flu, <laughs> you know, whatever, probably, more, probably more of the cocktail flu, yeah. um, but sure, sure. good guys and a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I probably saw Nick for a combined 30 minutes of the entire trip <laughs> yeah. just, just because he was either in the other group or just not really out. So uh, no, course, no comment. No. comment. Yeah, he had to I mean, I mean, to Nick's defense, he had to stick by Bill a little bit on the second day because Bill Bill got very sick after the first day. I think he drank like thirty five beers on the on the course on Friday, so uh, he he was not in for thirty six on on the subsequent days on Saturday, uh, and uh, you know he had a rough night. I think on Friday night, uh, Nick looked tired as hell. Yeah, yeah, but you remember how hammered Bill got last year at Stream Song, and he still. He still rallied, so I got a feeling that Nick Nick's heart wasn't into playing that much golf. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Maybe, but like like yeah. Ryan said, we we didn't see too much of them. We we had our group pretty much the whole time, uh, and that was about it. So, anyways, it was a great Friday, uh, and then Friday we checked into Friday night we check into an Airbnb. I'm kind of torn as to what to tell the listeners to do here because I know you get really you get much better deals with stay and play packages, Ryan. But our Airbnb, uh, this house that we found was amazing. I mean, this house was all time. We didn't use it nearly enough because you're never there. You're 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 playing golf most of the time, and when you're done with that, you're you're just you know you're going out to dinner or whatever. But I mean, this was like a five or six bedroom house that had a huge lawn. It had it had a game room. Uh, solid, uh, solid find there on the Airbnb. If you can find something like this, that's, I mean, and also it was really, it was like 
in the village, like in town. I mean, we were two minutes away from, you know, the clubhouse. So uh, I don't know how you found that place, Rab, but it was a good find. Yeah, um, hold on. I'm jumping in the elevator again. Um, I'll talk about that sure. in a second. Jesus, how many new roos are you getting tonight? <laughs> it's, it's Come on. Hey, <laughs> when <when> in Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, well, you know, however you, however you slice it, um, you know, that that uh, house was amazing that Ryan picked up. And again, like you said, it was right in the village. Um, we, we certainly didn't utilize it as, as as uh, well as we could, but you know, it's, it's kind of, you're, you're making a decision. Like, do, do you want to, you know, spend the, the day golfing versus do you want to kind of hang out, you know, and just, I think just if chill. You can save, and if you can save some money to get a sweet Airbnb in the village, uh, I, I think I'd recommend doing what we did in general, which is play two, maybe three rounds at Pinehurst if you have the time and then play, dormy club like we did or tobacco road or there's also a couple other clubs like pine needles uh that are in the area and and stay at the stay at an airbnb it's uh it, you know you might save a little money there and it, it's pretty amazing you can find some great spots yeah i can um i can shed some light on the uh situation so essentially the way i do all of these for the last five years is i call the resort first figure out what the full pricing is if we stay there and play the rounds that we want to. And then I match that up against if we can do that in some combination or just fully staying off premises. Um, so this one was relatively easy in the fact that to get any good tea times at the time we were going, we had to at least stay one night on the resort. And then to play because we knew we were going to play Dormy and Tobacco Road and potentially other places off of the Pinehurst Resort, um, it it would make a lot more sense and and a lot more cost effective to stay in an Airbnb. So yeah, our house is awesome, but I don't know that if you stay at that house for two or three days, I don't know what the optionality for getting good tea times at Pinehurst is. Like I don't think it looks good. Mm. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't, uh, right. if you want to play Pinehurst, you you should probably stay one night there. Is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean exactly. Let's get into Dormy Club. The next day, we're in the Airbnb. We get up for Dormy Club. Uh, I woke up to the lovely sound of birds chirping. Um, you know, quiet forest pine kind of sounds of spring, and Parker Evans just throwing up dry heaving madly mm. in the bathroom. uh just a great interesting alarm clock. yeah yeah great, great alarm clock for, i mean i think the whole house heard him didn't you guys i was two floors above it really oh, reverberating yeah. throughout the house <laughs> i mean the vibrations were incredible yeah so, like so there's actually there was actually two of them both both parker and nick were throwing up in separate bathrooms oh that's right yeah, at yeah. the same at the same exact time so interesting <laughs> they were, yeah they were, on their part they were shaking the walls of the whole house. <laughs> Are you sure they weren't playing swords? <laughs> Didn't understand it. <laughs> Just a real, a real bright and uh, a real bright Saturday morning. I felt a hell of a lot better on Saturday morning than I did on Friday. So I was oh. ready, to ready to play, of course. So Dormy Club was a, was uh, another great spot. I, I mean, very similar feel to all to the Pinehurst courses. 
I, I don't know what, it, probably a little bit more elevation. I remember the grass was a little bit more dormant than, uh, than, you know, Pinehurst. So it wasn't as green. I think they kind of let it run out, but a lot of fun holes that you have to go work the ball both ways, a ton of sand, uh, everything, nothing's actually the same thing at Pinehurst. Nothing's a real bunker. They're all waste bunkers. So even like the green side stuff that feels like a regular little bunker, it's a waste bunker. So you can take practice shots in there. That was a little weird. But uh, the whole course was great. Um, I, we, we replayed it. We loved it. We replayed it twice, of course. Uh, of course, Nick and Bill went back to, uh, you know, take care of themselves. Tom showed up with us. We, we had a nice little fivesome out there, nice little game of wolf in the afternoon. Uh, had a great time. I'd highly recommend that people go play that course. It, like, I mean, over – if you can't get on two, four, eight, and I've talked – I haven't played all the Pioneer's courses, obviously – but I've talked to other people about it. If you can't get on two, four, eight, go play Dormy Club. It, it's right in the area. It's like ten minutes down the road, and it's an awesome spot. That's that's my general general thought on the course. All seven of your listeners just changed over to Serial Series Three. Serial Series Three. Don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> you haven't heard of the podcast Serial? No. You Not. haven't heard of Serial? No Serial. Right, guy. Have you heard of Serial? I've never listened to a podcast before. Um, this is actually the first podcast that I've ever been associated with. So no <laughs> podcast. I, <laughs> Wait, I don't, we're I on don't, a podcast. I think we're on a podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not just talking on the phone. No, Ryan's not a podcast. He doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, doesn't partake. Jesus! Everybody's getting on the podcast train. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta get on the uh, podcast. I'm a bad millennial guy. Sorry. You are bad millennial. Um, so to Dormy club. Yeah. You got any, you got any thoughts? quick thoughts, Mike? I think, I think Dormy was a, a really solid course. Um, like you said, layout was really nice. Um, great burgers. Yeah. Burgers did you just, great did, to did you, great did you just flush the toilet again? <laughs> no, not this time. Thank gosh, what is your? I feel like I ask you that every time I'm hanging out with you. Like, what is your eat? Yeah, I will. Um, I'll, I'll throw a little. I'll throw a little action on Dormy. So, uh, Dormy is a core Crenshaw. So, if you've ever been to Streamsong or Bandon, you've played their designs. Um, I, I want to say they it it kind of came out in like two, maybe around two thousand eight, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. And was one of the uh, best new clubs in the country. I think they launched it as a private club and then realized they couldn't get funding, couldn't get the members, and opened it up to the public. It's a good, it's a, it's a really fun, very good course. I mean, we came straight from number four and number two, so it's hard to compare. But if you're playing any courses in that area, especially for the price, it's hard to beat Dormy. And you I mean, when we were, you guys can attest to this. When we were out there, we practically saw nobody else, which was awesome. Like we had the course to ourselves. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah that, that was kind of bizarre. I mean, I, I was definitely expecting more people there, maybe just because we, we had played Pinehurst the day before, but it was great. I mean, we zipped around there real fast. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. we had a five, and then we had a five some in the afternoon <laughs> and they didn't, didn't even blink. Yeah. Oh, they didn't give didn't. a shit. It was great. Yeah, they didn't even care. We didn't even need to make a tea time. They're like, no, we'll get you guys back out. No, no worries. I think the other thing, yeah. too, about Dormy is the overall 
club atmosphere, you feel like you're just, you're walking into a golf club. This is not a resort. This is not like a, you know, this isn't some gimmicky thing. It's not a, um, it's not a resort style thing at all. Like you, you pull in through like woods and there's a very small little pro shop and a gravel parking lot. And then, you know, you look out at the 18th hole, you know, outside of the, like the little pro shop bar restaurant, it's all this one little area with a fireplace and like one TV with like two tables. You eat your like lunch at a coffee table. If you were going to eat in the clubhouse, I mean, it's not, it's not a yeah. big place. Like it's just this little, golf club like people go there to play great golf you're not there to do anything else yeah i mean good good breakfast sandwich good burger at lunch but but yeah and no, i i think you're definitely right it's definitely golf forward obviously i think matt was that when match play was going on match play was yeah. going on at ncaa tournament. it is yeah yeah a lot lots of stuff but the match play uh, event was going on they made delicious transfusions too, so I, I you got to give them props there. They might might have even beat the and transfusions. and Steve. I mean, customer service was pretty good. I mean, they they basically delivered beers to us. On the That's course. right. We called like later in the afternoon, like like you guys said earlier. We were like the only ones on the course. At least it felt like it later in the afternoon. And we, you know, we don't have a there, there was no cart person out there, so they uh, they gladly delivered some some beers to us it was uh it was a great day uh and then the last day so saturday night that's where in, uh, that's when we ate at drum and quill right we went to drum and quill great lovely little pub spot uh it was right right in the village right in the village piner's village is great i gotta we gotta talk about the village for a quick second because it's it's got this feel of ryan i know you've been up to whistling like it, it reminded me of that a little bit it has a small town like neighborhood kind of feel but then it's got these 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 pubs and restaurants where it's, you know, everyone's there to golf. Everyone's there on a golf vacation, and the the atmosphere in all these places is great. There's bands, um, there's karaoke, like we already talked about. It's just everyone's in a good mood. So I, you know, I just loved hanging in the village the whole time. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I'll start because I think that's important to point out um, because. Of the last few years, we went to Stream Song, and we went to Bandon Dunes. And you go to Stream Song and Bandon, and you don't leave the resort. Like you're there, and you're captive, and you do nothing else. So having that little village to get off campus and go to a few different bars and restaurants and and see people who are not fifty year old men is a very nice thing. Um, the but it there. is, it, it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool little spot. And granted, there's not, you know, there's not 50 bars, but there's five or six and there's five or six restaurants. Um, and everything is walk in walking distance, which is really nice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and and we're, get, we're, we're getting back at, you know, eight, 9 PM. So we're not, we're not looking to get, you know, new rules all night. We're just looking to get a, uh, a drink and a, and a sandwich and uh, hey Bryce, Bryce, speak for yourself, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that was. Good. <laughs> I, I was wondering why you wandered off late at night. <laughs> and I, I was wondering why you picked that air mattress up from Walmart on the way in. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Taking up all the space in the back of the yeah. You went to Costco there. for baby oil, and then uh, you know it's just kind of kind of a weird shopping trip from Ryan on the way in. Well, you know, there's only a few places you can get 
that sort of volume of baby baby oil. <laughs> <laughs> Only the best. Uh, I don't know how much of this we can even broadcast. Um, anyway, is that organic? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, or it has to be organic. There's there's no other way to do it. Sure, sure. Uh, anyways, yeah, the, yeah, the, the village. Town, the, the town and the village were just a lot of fun. Um, we didn't get to Piner's Brewing Company, but it, it uh, had googly eyes over that place because it, it looked cool. It looks amazing. I mean, if it, we tried to make reservations to eat there, but we, we probably should have tried to at least get one beer there. Or maybe it was a good idea we didn't because it probably would have turned into more than that. But, I mean, the, the place is like kind of an open concept we were right next to this in the Airbnb house. It was literally like two doors down was the Pioneer's Brewing Company. So obviously locally, locally right. brewed micro brews, um, you know, an open. Point out, it's like pretty much right on the village, right? It's yeah, it's like right in right, the village. Essentially right there. You, there's games, there's cornhole, there's all this stuff. There's TVs everywhere. The basketball tournament was going on. I mean, it was looked like an electric atmosphere. Um, you know, unfortunately we were just so dead tired, uh, and hungry when we came back, we just kind of went to the, the pubs to get some beers and get some food and, and then called it a night. But I highly recommend if you are planning a trip to Piners that you make a reservation early just to get a table there because it's, it looks like a ton of fun. Yep. And then that kind of leads us into our last day. That was it. Saturday night, we were kind of chill at night, Sunday morning, last day, tobacco road on the docket, uh, you know, basically just cleaning up the house, getting out um, in the morning. Tobacco Road was on the way to the airport. So, you know, we drove about, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes out to Tobacco Road. This was probably, I would, I would categorize this as, as, the, as the biggest surprise on the trip for me because I had the most fun playing that course. The risk, it, was, it seemed like there was risk-reward every, every hole. The course felt like, it was, I felt like I was in Ireland a little bit because it had, there was a lot of huge dunes, again, a ton of sand. Every, I mean, it's the sand hills of North Carolina and like all these courses had a ton of sand, but the, the sand and the bunkering there seemed more dramatic. I mean, there were a couple par fives where you wouldn't, this was the cool thing too. You wouldn't lose your ball, but you had a choice like lay up or clearly try to clear all this shit and go for the green and, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just had a ton of fun playing that course. There was just, I felt like every hole I was having to make a decision. And uh, that just made it, I don't know, just made it a ton of fun for me for the last course there. What'd you guys think? Re- really solid course. You know, as you said, it's, it's you know, 20, 30 minutes from Piners, which is actually um, kind of something to think about for your listeners. You know, we, we took uh, flights out of Raleigh, so it was pretty much halfway there from Piners to back to the airport. So convenient course and, and yeah, re- really fun. You know, I, I think the big thing was the landscapes and the vistas. Uh, pretty pretty cool and, and different from kind of the, you know, Pinehurst and Dormy that we played earlier that weekend. Right. Um, and yeah, overall, uh, you know, really, really fun course. The landscape was 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 pretty amazing. I mean, there was there was a lot of changes in elevation. Um, could you could we have walked that course if we had wanted to? Was been tough. I think I don't. I don't know. know. Yeah, that that would have been a long one. Long yeah, one I, I don't walk. recommend walking that course. We definitely did the did the right thing in taking the the carts for yeah. that one. 
I agree. I think another another cool aspect of that course too was that they offer an app where you know they they basically have their course layout and you know they have this like kind of you know flyover uh situation where you you kind of even though it's like you said risk reward like you you can kind of get a sense of like what what's a each hole kind of how it's laid out so um that, that was kind of a cool feature um, that you don't see in in every course you play Especially for that course, there's a lot of a lot of blind shots, a lot of a lot of shots you just don't know where you're going. I think that that app came up uh, pretty useful. Yeah, yeah, definitely useful because I usually hate courses with blind shots, but there and there were a few blind shots there. But I felt like as long as you kind of knew where you're, it was also easy to find your targets too. You know, so once you mm-hmm. kind of knew a little bit about where you needed to send the ball, like your second shots or your post shots were a ton of fun. How did you even find out about Michael Road, Ryan? How did you find how did you find this place? Um I think just getting the pulse of both groups collectively, I think everybody thought this was the most fun course. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I think this is also if you took a if you took a huge population of golfers, it's probably the most polarizing. Um, because there are some funky greens, there's there's blind shots. There were definitely things that if pins were in different locations than they were when we played them, we could have hated oh, that course. Rude. Rude. Mm-hmm. Like like there was a few there was a few holes that we maybe got fortunate to hit it in the right spot and it funneled right back to the green. Yeah. Um, like that like that uh I don't know if that was at sixteen or seventeen up the Oh hill the one where the one where Mike and I both birdied and just crushed your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, remember that. About right. I remember yeah. that hole, yeah. The last um, year, sure. I was going to say oh, the 18th hole. But but no, it it is um it's a funky course. It's there's some kind of quirky gimmicky stuff, but it was awesome. Like I thought it was great. The conditions were phenomenal. Elevation change was great. They had starters in the right spots to tell us where we were hitting blind shots and where we needed to aim. So I thought it I thought it was a blast. The other group thought it was a lot of fun, but I can also see people not liking that course. Yeah, I've heard right. and to your point, I've heard some people that have played that course saying they hated it. And like you said, if you don't know where you're hitting the ball on the green and the pins are in different spots and they're not funneling back, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe we got lucky on a couple holes. Um, but that's about it. The eight the only problem I had with that course, the only negative thing I would say is the 18th hole was like a completely blind tee shot and then a completely blind second shot. So I don't know if I want to be blinded twice on the 18th hole. Like it's kind of a weird thing. I kind of want to show what's in front of me and challenge me. What if you birdied that hole? Best, best hole we played and, all and, weekend. And instead of doubling or tripling or whatever you did, like <laughs> if you birdied that, you wouldn't have those concerns. Probably a triple. Probably a triple. No, I mean, and I, and I'll, yeah, I probably would have loved it. Probably would have said it was the best hole in the course. No, I, I honestly, I, I don't know. I just don't like being blinded on the last hole. There's so many fun golf holes on that whole course and elevation changes and, there was a little bit of water. There's a ton of sand dunes, a ton of risk reward. I loved all of the par fives on that course for the most part, 
but that 18th hole, it was like, I didn't, we, all of us didn't know what club to really hit off of the tee. It was at three wood or, or whether it was driver, it was kind of a tight dog leg turn. It was, you know, blind. And then the second shot was like, you, you couldn't see, I don't know. You just couldn't see where you were hitting. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, even if I had birded that hole, I don't think that's a good last hole to have in the golf course. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree. I, I, I think, I think that's course. If you played two or three times, um, you, you would love because then you knew where all the blind shots you had to aim at. Um, but it was, I think collectively it, it was a lot of fun. And as Mike pointed out, it's on the way to the airport. So it gets you halfway there. They have one shower. So if you're a close group <laughs> like us, you all just pile in the shower and just let it steam down on you. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise you can the take indi- individual showers. Yeah, it was a great, <laughs> great topper. But I mean, who's got time for that, though? I mean, come on. We got a plane to catch. Yeah, we got a plane to catch. <laughs> Everyone's just got to hop in together. That's it. The only <laughs> other uh, – so I mean, that was our trip, guys. I mean, honestly, we played – so again, it was number four, number two, Dormy and Tobacco Road. I'd highly recommend that staple of courses to anybody that's going to the Pinehurst area. Um, now, I, I would, I would add something that Brian Brian hates, and you guys might have missed this in while I was sitting in the dungeon. But the cradle was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, you catch it's that. It's a good warm up. It's a good warm up. Like it's fifty bucks. You can play it as many times as you want. So yeah. get in that af- get in early that afternoon and play it five times and drink twenty lawmen and it would be a, be a blast. Aside from Brian De Silva, who's a curmudgeon. <laughs> Come on, get off sure. my lawn. Yeah, it, it, I I uh, I tend to agree. I mean, like I can understand why Brian was a little underwhelmed with the hitting off mats, but that's that was pretty to me. That was pretty much the only bad thing about it. I loved the atmosphere of it, the music playing, like the kind of non-serious nature of it to start it off. And you got your whole weekend in front of you. I thought it was a blast. I was actually, and maybe I'm going to sound like a, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but, but going totally against Brian, but this was the first, these were the first golf swings I've had since last September. So getting down there and hitting off a mat, at least for the, you know, pitching wedge, nine iron, whatever we were hitting off the tee was kind of nice because the ground, the, the grass at the cradle wasn't really fully grown in. So it was all tight lives, which helped around the green for getting used to the greens, but hitting a full shot off of tight lies when you haven't hit a shot in six months is not great. Brian, do you have any response to that? Hey, uh, hey, fuck, fuck you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. But um, I, I forget her name. But Nick, I was playing with Nick and the uh, the Philly crew. There was a there was actually a host from from the Golf Channel, a female host, who was who was playing in the group behind us at one point. Mm. And Tony Prano, Nick was was going nuts. He was he was oh, all yeah. about so, her. Did he, did he tell you about that? So yeah, yeah, he told us, but that I also forgot about. I forgot to mention that. That's part of the reason that Brian didn't like the cradle, is because <laughs> he was playing with the other group that he didn't know, and it just wasn't a comfortable situation for him. He wanted to be he wanted to be drilling teeth and all all the all the like. It, it just wasn't great. <laughs> he wanted to be drilling teeth. 
or playing with us. He wanted lawmen's going, you know, you know, that's no, that's true. That, that had something to do with it. I, I was a little out of my element. I uh, wasn't, wasn't with, you know, my crew of guys, but uh, the match thing still fucking sucked. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, uh, the who was that? Was the golf channel girl a brunette or a blonde? Do you remember, bro? Brunette, brunette, tan, olive skin. Chantel McKay. Chantel. It doesn't sound. It doesn't sound familiar. It doesn't sound familiar. I mean, she's. Were her lips the... hang? Were her lips hanging, or were they tight? <laughs> <laughs> tight, tight lips. I'm telling you, I think it's Chantel. Uh, so uh, the only other thing I think is worth mentioning, uh, for people that are going on a weekend golf trip and we did this thing at stream song, the quarter game, phenomenal game keeps you in it the entire weekend. So you have a kind of a whole tournament slash gambling thing going on the whole weekend. You throw in a bunch of money. Um, you, it's a point system. So you, you subtract your handicap from 36. I don't know why it's 36. That's just the way it works out. Um, I'm not good at math. Anyways, so you subtract your handicap from 36, and that's the amount of points that you need to earn. So if I'm a 10 handicap and, you know, I'm subtracting from 36, then I'm, I should be earning 26 points. And then you get a certain amount of points for a par, which is two. You get, you know, four for a birdie. You get six for an eagle, and you get one for a bogey. And then you add up all your points. So you can play with a group of people. They could be 30 handicaps. They could be two handicaps. And it makes it fair for everyone. And it's also like a, a great golf trip game because you can, you can roll the, uh, your points over from day to day to day and then kind of put in some money so you get some interest in the whole trip. I'd, I'd highly recommend that. Uh, a great game. And uh, I think that's really all I got. Um, you guys got any closing thoughts? I think that sums it up. Yeah. yeah. I think it's overall it's Pinehurst as a whole, just a great, a great golf weekend, a great golf trip. Obviously a lot of golf options and, and yeah. Yeah. Definitely recommend it. Uh, drink transfusions. Enjoy the 18th hole on number two. Uh, number four is a great course to start off with. Um, don't sing too much karaoke on Thursday night. Um, don't drink too much on Thursday night like I did. Uh, definitely enjoy the uh, the breakfast that you get if you do the stay and play package. Like, make sure you get up early enough. Don't don't try to short change yourself there. Get up early enough. Eat some bacon. Enjoy some corned beef and some eggs. Um, and then don't be afraid to play Dormy Club and Tobacco Roads and Must on the way back. Uh, you'll have a great time. Uh, you know that's all I got. Ryan, you got anything for the group? Yeah, yeah, I would say um, from not our experience, but from a lot of people that I know who've been down there, there are a ton of other courses down there. So if you didn't want to play the Pinehurst courses, stay at an Airbnb, play Pine Needles, play Mid Pines, play Dormy, play play all the other places. There's like 20 other really nice courses around there. Yep. It's a great spot for a golf trip. And again, you, you don't even have to, I mean, you get all the benefits, like we said, of you could stay in an Airbnb right in the village. You can get all the benefits of the, of the cool village and then still play a ton of championship level golf around the area. Uh, and try not to three putt the 18th hole. That's all I got. All right. Or four putt. Boys, thanks for uh, <laughs> seven putt. Thanks for joining. Thanks for coming on. Uh, uh, did you guys have a fun time? You guys have a good time? Yeah, sure, sure. 
Sure, sure. I, I had a terrible time on the uh, podcast, but a nice yeah. time on great, the trip. Uh, yeah. Great time on the trip. Yeah, golf was great. Podcast was subpar. <laughs> yeah, don't don't make us do this again next year, you bastard. Uh, well, we'll do it again next year, but we'll just bring the we'll bring the microphones there, and we'll make sure we do it there. It'll be a lot more natural. I actually, sure, I actually have sure. I have a, I have a better um, option. Steve just won't get an, invited to the next golf trip. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That works. That sounds horrible. Problem solved. Your trip will go to your trip will go to absolute shit if I'm not there. Let's just be honest. Okay. All right, let's wrap it up. <laughs> All right, later, guys. Thanks for joining.